morning and welcome to another Poolcast. I'm Michael Tones, the founder of Creative Pool, and today I'm joined by Steve Ackerman, the managing director of Something Else. Good uh, morning. Where are we? We're in Cannes. We're in Cannes. <laughs> Cannes Lions, outside of Canberra. It's already stinking hot and it's only nine o'clock. How's, how's your can go? It's going well. It's going, I mean, you know, it's busy. I'm, I'm, it's a slightly truncated can for me this year, so I'm, uh, I'm sort of dashing off fairly quickly, but in and out in a, in a few days, but been good how did the panel go social life yeah social the life. panel was really good we um we brought over uh janine smith who's head of digital for entertainment for itv and giuseppe de cristofano who's director of digital for the bpi which is the umbrella body that oversees the brit awards and we were talking about uh, i mean those are two you know itv and the brits are two massive sort of social media juggernauts basically when you think of what itv does with love island or i'm a celebrity those shows so so we were talking about what really brands can learn from entertainment companies like those in the social media oh, space. And what can they learn? Well, you want me to sum that up in uh, 20 seconds? <laughs> At least I have to talk this morning the better. So the longer you talk, the easier it is for me. Actually, I think the real, um, uh, the sort of real lesson uh, was around momentum and acting at speed. Um, you know, being able to not just respond to conversations but lead conversations. I think the issue for lots of brands is obviously the amount of sign-off and prep time and planning, and particularly creatively. Uh, and the, you know, there's so much content in the social media space that just doesn't allow that to happen. You've got to be able to just move a lot quicker. So, and momentum is what generates conversations online, obviously. So I think that was the real watchword coming from from those guys. And how does an agency or, or a brand be able to achieve that momentum? How do they do that? It's about generating conversations. Yeah. So it's really about um, coming up with content that will grab attention. You know, everyone's in a battle for eyes and ears, right? So it's, yeah. about, it's about coming up with content that can grab attention. And so not necessarily thinking about the, 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 the product itself and, you know, putting that front and center, but thinking about the values that the brand represents and where that overlaps with the audience in terms of those passion points. You know, I, I often think it's really about flipping it so that instead of instead of having a mindset of trying to create content for consumers, you're creating content for audiences. And that gets you into a different mindset, which is to think much more editorially rather than, um, you know, from a, from, a, uh, from a sort of marketing perspective. And then that very much falls into the fact that you're it is entertainment rather than yes, an audience rather than a, something you want to buy. Yeah, I mean, entertainment or engagement or education. So I think, you know, one of those three things, if your content is offering one of those three things, then you're going to start to generate those conversations and generate that momentum that gets you right up the algorithm and gets you front and centre. So let's say a brand comes along to you uh, in a hypothetical situation and they want to be able to achieve, you know, uh, that momentum. How do you guys go about helping them? So the starting point for us is actually always to think about the audience. So to say, okay, who are we trying to reach? What else are they consuming? What are they into? And then identifying for the brand where that where that passion point is that 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 gives them some authenticity. You know, so often we see brands trying to get into spaces that they don't really belong yeah. or they're not justified in. But for every brand, there is a space that's right. So trying to identify that authenticity. And then coming up with the with the creative idea, so that's the sort of third bit of the process, rather than the first bit necessarily. Um, and then applying to that creative idea, the thinking that says, okay, we've we've got an idea, but now we've got to create a habit. You know, 
for social media, obviously, it's about getting people to come back time and time again. You know, the challenge is, can I get you to, to follow me or to return to my feed on a repeated basis because I'm offering you something that's interesting, right? Yeah. So that brings you back full circle to the passion points again. So that's 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 really the process we we would go through. So as far as you talked with, was there anything else that came out, out of it? That was uh, something that a brand could take on board or...? Well, we, you know, we, we talked a lot as well about, um, well, two things really. I mean, first of all, the role of influencers, and yeah. obviously we see lots of brands. It's come up a lot. In my yeah, and, we, and you know, you see lots of brands latching onto influencers, and um, again, uh, the Brit Awards in particular has a, you know, does a lot in that space. Um, ITV with with some shows. So, for instance, um, ITV with Saturday Night Takeaway is a whole bunch of online video content we create um, called Ann and Deck, um, Ann and Deck versus YouTube, and it's basically loads of influencers taking on Ann and Deck in challenges. So it's very much within the tone of the show, but bespoke content for online. Um, and I and I think again that's that sort of gets to the heart of authenticity. So there's a there's a justifiable reason why. That, in that piece of content, those influencers are there, and I think the challenge for brands is to, is is to do the same, and also to give influencers the freedom to express themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to be in control of the content they make. So, we're used to scripting everything to the nth degree. Yeah. You know, if you're creating a TV ad, and and there's your finished product. And I think in the online space, it's more free flowing. Yeah. And and, 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 and especially with influencers, you've got to yeah. give them that space. Yeah, if you start really hemming the influence and it can't, starts coming across as being you know, very staged, you know, as opposed to them being able to come up with you know how they would put their take on it, and it's, but I guess that means you've got to put a lot of trust in those influences. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, the reason you're getting involved with an influencer is because they they obviously come with an audience, mm. and they know best how to reach that audience. And so I think the challenge for a brand is to again obviously make sure the marketing objectives are being met but to have that degree of flexibility that allows that person that influencer to to work with the brand because they know best the sort of content that their audience is responding to and that's 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 what you're buying you're buying access to their audience yeah um and then and then the other the other thing that um that we talked through was 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 about the audience themselves and um about harnessing your evangelists really so you know for every brand, uh, there are there are fans yep. who will talk about your brand, and obviously, again, they have access to their communities. So the the the, the opportunity that social media and content in the social media space offers is to give them ammunition. You know, create great content that they will then want to share with their with their friends and with their community, because that will obviously that does the marketing job for you. So, and that then comes right back again to the. To the to the authenticity point of you know creating content that has some worth about it, then people will share it, mm. and then you're achieving the marketing objective. So, someone who's starting out into influencer marketing, where do they even start? How do they find these influencers, and how do they you know, find ones that are going to align with their brand values? I mean, is there is there a sheet of you know you can tick off? <laughs> it's not a sheet. I mean, there are there are obviously agencies um, who who represent them. You know, I think it's really important to not just look at the the, the the sort of reach and the numbers, but but to really understand the content that that influencer is is known for. Yeah. You know, I I I I've got a, a barrel load of 
anecdotes of sort of brands who said, oh yeah, you know, you know, we tried to work with so-and-so an influencer and, and they didn't want to do what we wanted them to do. Right. Which goes back to the point of, um, you know, let them, let them be the specialists to, in the content space because they know the sort of stuff that they're often churning out. And you know, what influencers are not going to do is read a cue card and an auto cue mm. and record the same piece of content 50 times. Yeah. It's just not their approach. So I think really understanding the content they, they, they make is a, is a key bit of that selection process. I mean, how much is, um, or something else's business is influence marketing now? Is it quite a bit? No, I wouldn't say it's quite a bit. I mean, for us, it's just always part of the makeup of a wider social media yeah. approach because obviously, um, you know, we're dealing with so many different platforms now. Mm. Um, and interestingly, audio is sort of coming into that mix now as well in terms of podcasting. Yeah. Um, so it's it's it, 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 it's you know part of the mix, but I wouldn't say it's like a massive part of it. It obviously depends brief to brief and client to client because obviously there's plenty of clients where you you know you do lots of content work in the social media space and don't involve influencers in any way at all. Yeah, uh, audio is an interesting thing. Yeah, that's that's changing rapidly. Um, yeah, especially what Amazon is currently doing and how the choice of products is being limited. I mean, is this something that you've noticed? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean the, the the speed of changing audio. I mean, this is now the next space of massive disruption, uh, and there's a few sort of really interesting things happening. So, first, firstly, is exactly what you're mentioning, which is obviously the rise of smart speakers. You know, particularly in the states, the take up of smart speakers has been really, really quick, um, and you know, the UK and Europe are sort of getting there, um, and obviously, smart speakers. Is a, is a challenge for brands because then the imperative really is to get to the top of the search engine. Yeah. Um, but also, how does your brand get rep represented in the audio space? Mm. You know, so it, it's not a challenge many brands have given much thought to over the years. Now it's really, really important. Um, you know, how are you going to be represented in the audio space? And then the second thing uh, that's just really now moving at a massive speed is podcasting. Podcasting, yeah. um, we call it. Right. Beautiful. I love. I like what you did there. Um, Genius. Yeah, but the, but the, but the sort of rate of take up of podcasting now, and we're seeing the same pattern of behaviour in the states and Australia and Canada and the UK. It's all the same. It's, you know, about about one in five people are listening to a podcast. Um, yeah. You know, at, at least once a week now. Um, but it's tipped over where it's becoming. Obviously, it's now reaching the other eighty percent. Mm. So. Um, so I think, you know, again, podcasting is super interesting because it just gives a chance for brands to inhabit a space, again, where they can be authentic and relevant yeah. to the people they're, they're trying to reach. And obviously the great thing about podcasting is it's not particularly expensive. At the end of every interview that I do, I ask, uh, well, during Can, I ask, uh, what, what would three words be to sum up Can? You've got three words that can sum up Ken? Now you, now you ask it. I should have told you. You didn't warn me this. You didn't warn me this. I didn't say it at the beginning. I forgot. It's your fault for making me get up so early. Three words to sum up Ken. Um, networking, night times. I'm trying to think of a third N. <laughs> uh, I don't know if we're, if we're in Italy, I'd say Negronis, but that doesn't work if it's rose. So. If it's me, I'd say Nicotina. Yeah. British-American tobacco is bloody <laughs> share price went up yesterday. Okay, <laughs> so, well, look, I mean, it doesn't quite work, but let's go with ne networking, night times, and rosé. Perfect. <laughs> Steve, it was wonderful talking to you. Thanks, Michael. Um, Great yeah, pleasure. Thank bye. you.